This is WFG Insights, your download on the real estate market, featuring industry experts, thought leadership, and what's trending, keeping you informed and ahead of the market. In this episode, we're joined by Sean Pyle, president of WFG-owned appraisal management company and property valuation service provider, Value Trust Solutions. Sean, good to see you. Hey, Brian. Nice to see you as well. Hey, for those of us who may not be familiar with Value Trust Solutions, maybe tell us a bit about the company and what makes you different from other providers in this space. Absolutely. So Value Trust Solutions is a company that I co-founded in 2010, and we've been really focused on trying to bring a marriage of technology and service-mindedness to evaluation services with a focus on really lenders that, that we thought could benefit from the solutions that we were creating at the time. So, of course, we've come a long way in 10 or 11 years, but nonetheless, that same core idea still guides our our principles and and guides our activities each and every day. We want to try to find ways to enhance our lender and their consumer's experience and make sure that we're providing great partnership for them in in the valuation services and products that they need to help run their business and really help them be effective in that. Yeah, it's such a key role in the process. You know, there's been a lot of discussion lately about appraisers and appraisal management companies. What is an AMC and what are the benefits of working with one? Yeah, the AMC is an acronym really for appraisal management company. So it still sticks today, although I think, you know, our company and and many others like us would expand that to really being a valuation services partner. A lot of our clients and industry participants are looking for services beyond traditional appraisals. And so the expansion of of valuation really covers other products and services that fit under that umbrella. But as an appraisal management company, we're essentially a partner, an outsourced vendor to the lenders that we serve and other clients that we serve, helping them procure the services that they need for whether it's loan origination, servicing, you name it, what they need, whatever they need valuation services for, uh, we're here to help be a partner slash expert to them in that arena. You know, next question, uh, lenders are relying heavily on you. What should a lender look for when selecting an AMC partner? That's a great question. I, I think first and foremost, a lender should look for a good fit. We're not all created equal. We're not all targeted at the same type of lender or developing the things that are interesting or important to each and every lender. So if you look across the landscape of lending, you can see there's plenty of different lenders with different models, different philosophies, different focuses. So I think looking for fit is the most important thing to start with. And and for us, I believe fit means that that your business partner, your service partner helps you achieve your goals in an effective manner and and is really aligned with you in in achieving those goals. As a vendor to our clients, what we strive for is that that term partnership. I know it's a little bit overused. I know it's not formal in the legal sense, but if we aren't aligned with what our clients are trying to do and helping them achieve those, those goals, the fact of the matter is we're not likely to be around very long serving those clients. So it's it's a never-ending goal of ours to stay connected, be very communicative in not only the day-to-day operations and providing them the services that they need, 
but also as a as a strategic partner looking ahead at where things are going in our particular corner of this industry and helping them prepare and, and be as as successful as they can moving forward. Yeah. What's the ideal number of AMCs for like a lender or a partner? Is there, I mean, tell us about that. Yeah, at the risk of sounding redundant, I, I think <laughs> I'd say again, it's a little bit fit, Brian. You know, I, I guess I would answer that question this way. You need to have enough partners to effectively accomplish what your goals are, but not too many that your partners can't be successful and and help you create efficiencies in your processes. Sitting on this side of that decision, we're never advocates that more is better. Uh, We believe that if you find a, a business partner that can support your volume needs, especially as they fluctuate up and down, then you have the right mix. And whether that's one, where we may be single source with lenders that value what we do and and it becomes very, very efficient in the interaction between us and our lender clients or multiple where we're one of many, I think that's up to the lender to decide. But sitting from this chair in my perspective, I can tell you that more volume allows us to get to know the lender operations and their teams and really help to be that extension of what they want to be, an extension of of their operations. If we have lenders where our order volumes are more scarce and it's more sporadic, it's pretty difficult to achieve that. So, you know, what, what my advice would be is I don't think there's a specific number, but I would say look for fit, make sure that the partners you're choosing help you achieve what you're trying to achieve. So if you're a national provider of services, I dare say, you know, having a vendor that can only support you in a, in a very narrow area may not be a great fit uh, because where are you going to go when you, when you have to go outside of that area? But again, I, I think that's ultimately up to the lender to decide. But in our experience, developing strong relationships and, and good cadence and reducing the friction that helps great communication is, is where the success comes from the best. Now, if you were consulting a lender, and I know you do, what kind of questions should they be asking when they're interviewing a potential AMC? Well, I think the questions they need to ask are really around what are the strengths and weaknesses of the AMC? In today's environment, we we are dealing a lot with technology. I think that's not you know new news to anyone. So understanding how that AMC supports their technological vision, how they interact with platforms or, or other technologies that are already in bed in that particular lender or client is an important line of questioning to go into and understanding, can we create efficiencies? Can we create some frictionless, good service-minded communication through technology? In addition, certainly understanding history and, and what drives their particular vendor choice, I think, is important. And, and just in the, gosh, 10, 11 years that we've been in this, I, I can't even believe it when I say it, to be honest with you. You know, we've seen the industry ebb and flow a little bit in terms of what was important. There, when we first got started in this business, I will tell you that finding a solution that was compliance-driven and helping the lender achieve compliance around some newly created legislation was a very important driver in the decision process, and it remains important. But as we've evolved 
really looking at, at providers and, and how they're helping with the consumer experience, how they're helping with, with creating cost savings and efficiencies for the lender has also become a very, very prominent part of the decision-making process. So, you know, questions along those lines and certainly let any, any vendor tell you what they think separates them, I think is important. No question. How are the best-in-class AMCs like Value Trust cultivating and strengthening appraiser relationships? Because that's so important. It is very important, of course. I think we all take probably a similar approach that's that's perhaps nuanced by provider, but speaking for on behalf of Value Trust, since day one, we have focused on really building a network of appraisers on the premise of mutual respect, um, recognizing uh, our motto here at Value Trust is we don't exist without our clients, but we do not succeed without our appraisers. And that guides our everyday interaction with appraisers. There are sort of poker stake things you have to do. You have to pay appraisers a reasonable wage. You have to try to give them efficiency in how you interact with them. I think those are important things. Certainly paying them in an accurate and timely fashion is, is a very important thing to building and cultivating that trust with your appraisers. I think additionally and really importantly is, is that the AMC doesn't just exist on behalf of the lender to just interact one-sidedly with the appraiser. It's our responsibility as well to, to help the lender understand what the appraiser is seeing and what's coming to us from the appraiser and through their eyes on any given property that we're dealing with. So our effectiveness and, and our, our expertise, our level of communication is, is really, really important. And I think, I think appraisers value that. They don't want death by a thousand cuts and, and unnecessary communications. They're no different than we are. We want to be as efficient as we can be. We want our tools to be efficient. And, and I think those are the things that, that you have to do to build a network of appraisers that values the relationship that they have with you and values, you know, the ongoing orders that you provide to them. That's great insight. You know, the last couple of years have been very interesting. Lots of technology advances, which have been good for real estate. And Fannie Mae recently issued guidance uh, regarding the use of uh, expanded desktop appraisals. How do you think that will impact real estate transactions and the mortgage origination process? I mean, it sounds like a good thing. Yes, I think I think ultimately it is a good thing. My initial reaction is, we'll see, to be honest with you. I think there's been a lot of different swim lanes that, that the industry has been working in to try to find uh, ways to increase the speed with which we can produce the valuation products and services we deliver. In some instances, lower costs, although I don't think cost savings is a particular driver of every initiative. Related to the desktop appraisal, I think there's a strong and smart approach that's being taken. There's very specific order types right now that are that are going to be eligible effective March. I think the you're probably aware that that some of these accommodations have been made available as a part of a COVID relief type of initiative. And so these are now the idea of a use of a desktop is is really going to be driven. It has been driven from that. I think ultimately it holds real value as the industry gets hold of it and we start to create some standardization. One of the really good things that I think has come about is we do now have some standardized forms. So the idea of a desktop appraisal has been out in our industry for, for years and years and years. 
and it's been used in different in, in different segments of the industry. But specific for origination, this is really, I think, the first foray to trying to figure out how does it bring relief. The lenders I talk to, I think, are most prominently hopeful that it can bring relief in terms of the, the turnaround time, the, the turn time, if you will. They're less concerned right now about saving costs. They, they really want the consumer experience to be good and they want it to be a, an avenue that helps reduce turn time. I think it holds real good hope to be able to do that. Yeah, I'll date myself, but back in my mortgage days, I don't know, 20 years ago, if you got a drive-by appraisal, you felt pretty good, right? Yeah. Hey, make sure there's a home there, right? And right. I yeah. mean, and I, and I bring that up because ultimately, you know, whether you're searching real estate online as a consumer, um, no matter what, no way to replace a real human being going out there, an experienced human being as an appraiser is, looking at the property, making sure everything checks out. I mean, it's going to be pretty tough to replace that. It is tough to replace. In fact, that that is irreplaceable. I think the question for the industry is, are there transactions that that level of expertise and that level of, of procedure can be foregone for something that, that doesn't increase risk beyond a tolerant level in hopes that that, that helps the industry without, without harming the appraiser. The appraiser is still a very, very important part in the, in the desktop appraisal approach. So I think there's, a, there's certainly going to be some evolution of this. If you, if you read about it as I do, and you, you're, you know, you're trying to plan for where do we go with this, um, you know, we have outreach to our appraisers to find out what their approach is. They're getting different messages from state appraisal boards than they may be getting from FHFA. So we're sort of rediscussing something that's gone on for a long time in the industry. FHFA doesn't set the appraisal standards. They're not the ones responsible for what, you know, appraisers deem is, is necessary under the rules that govern their profession. But I think there's a growing effort to to marry the two in a way that's that's helping the industry move forward. I think that ultimately is a good thing. So the steps that we're taking, I think, are smart. I believe they're safeguarded to the point necessary, and, and we'll see how they evolve. Because one thing's for sure, there will be evolution in it. And I think that should give excitement to all of us. Yeah, it's a cliche, because it's true. The only thing constant is change. We all know that, especially in this industry. Um, want to get your final thoughts. Anything you'd like to share uh, with us or maybe lenders that they should keep in mind about AMCs and this property valuation process? I don't think it's anything new or earth shattering, Brian. I'm, I, I really believe in, in some of the comments I've already made. As you're looking at your operation, if you're a lender or you're somebody seeking partnerships in the valuation space, you know, look for people that are a good fit. Look for companies that align well with your scale, your size, your scope, what you're trying to do. Uh, I think understanding who their clients are and, and how they speak of the service is always an important thing because, you know, ultimately we can, we can believe we have the best thing possible, but our clients will, will tell us that. And they tell us that every day. Uh, my staff knows this, our staff knows this. We literally is only as good as our last order. I don't have a single agreement with a client that guarantees me any level of volume. So we have to earn that every day. And I think most vendors in our industry understand that. We live by that. Um, but I think if I'm if I'm sitting out there looking at what where's this all going, having a trusted partner 
that you listen to, that you that you understand, and that you trust and believe in, I think can be helpful as as we navigate what's going to happen here over the next probably three to five years. Well, Sean, we appreciate your insight and thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Sean Pyle, president of Value Trust Solutions, for joining us. And thank you for partnering with WFG. 